Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is the Daily 202's Big Idea for Thursday, July 27th. Today's big idea? Growing Republican backlash to Donald Trump's new ban on transgender troops shows how much the politics of this issue have changed in a very short amount of time. Sometimes it feels like President Trump tweets first and asks questions later. His surprise announcement on Wednesday that he will ban transgender people from serving in the military in any capacity, reversing an Obama administration decision, caught the Pentagon and Capitol Hill off guard. What was most striking, though, in the reaction was how swift the rebukes came from several leading conservative Republicans in the Senate. John McCain, the preeminent Republican voice on national security, took a break from battling brain cancer to send a statement that said, We should all be guided by the principle that any American who wants to serve our country and is able to meet the standards should have the opportunity to do so and should be treated as the patriots that they are. That's really striking because McCain was one of the holdouts on repealing Don't Ask, Don't Tell. He's not alone. Orrin Hatch, the longest-serving Republican in the Senate who's up for re-election next year and facing a potential primary challenge in one of the reddest and most socially conservative states in America, replied to Trump's ban by saying, quote, I don't think we should be discriminating against anyone. Others who spoke out against Trump included Republican Senator Joni Ernst from Iowa. She's a former Army Reserve commander and the first female combat veteran elected to the Senate. Again, a lot of the people who spoke out against Trump's transgender ban came from deep red states. These aren't moderates from purple states or blue states who are trying to figure out how to survive in the next election. It's people like Richard Shelby from Alabama who just got reelected last year and who basically controls the Pentagon's budget, or Dan Sullivan from Alaska who served in the Marines. On the other hand, most Republicans in the Capitol tried hard to avoid reacting at all. But it was their silence that spoke volumes about the degree to which they no longer think this is a political winner for them. The country has come a very long way since 2004, when George W. Bush successfully used opposition to gay marriage to fire up social conservatives and get them to turn out. The timing of Trump's announcement yesterday banning transgender troops was also bad from an optics standpoint. He announced his ban on the 69th anniversary of Harry Truman ordering the desegregation of the armed forces. And that's the big idea for today. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. One, five Republican senators joined every Senate Democrat yesterday to defeat legislation that would have repealed Obamacare. Whatever Senate Republicans are able to pass now, it won't be anything close to repeal. Republicans appear to be coalescing now around what's being called a, quote, skinny repeal, that would abolish the individual and employer insurance mandates and perhaps the medical device tax. Number two, President Trump has privately discussed the possibility of using a recess appointment to replace Attorney General Jeff Sessions, but a bevy of confidants and other allies are warning him not to do so, citing the political and legal ramifications. The president has now attacked his attorney general on Twitter every day this week. <laughs> He's still raging over Sessions' decision to recuse himself from the Justice Department's escalating Russia investigation, and he blames the former Alabama senator for taking a series of steps that led to Bob Mueller becoming the special counsel, who's now making the president's life difficult. Number three, 
President Trump has formally nominated Kansas Governor Sam Brownback to be the new ambassador-at-large for international religious freedom. You might remember Brownback from his long tenure in the Senate and unsuccessful presidential campaign. He's been governor of Kansas since 2010, and he is currently one of the least popular governors in America. A little more than a month ago, the Kansas governor saw his signature tax policy completely dismantled by the Republicans, his own party, in the state legislature. He'll leave office and be succeeded by Lieutenant Governor Jeff Collier, who is a plastic surgeon that played a key role in privatizing the state's Medicaid system a few years back. And that's The Daily 202 for Thursday, July 27th. You can read more at WashingtonPost.com daily 202. I'm James Holman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.